guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Hangover Podcast. I am back at it again with my third episode of the pod. Thank you guys for continuing to like, share, and listen to my podcast. I got a lot of good feedback about the celiac disease, episode two of my journey and my brother's journey with that. A lot of you guys said you could relate to it as well as sharing with friends or family that are possibly going through the same thing that my brother Ryan and I had gone through. And even though it's only been two episodes, it's very reassuring to hear that from you guys, to know that I'm heading in the right direction and you guys like what I'm putting out content-wise. So this episode is going to be dealing with my life as a dancer and growing up in the dance world. Dance has pretty much consumed my whole entire life up until graduating from high school. Right when I graduated high school, I wanted to take a break from dance. I said that I'm retired. I wanted to finally become an adult, be a big girl, get a job, have a quote-unquote normal life just because I was always in dance, taking dance classes, performances, competitions every weekend, traveling, doing all that type of stuff. It all started when I was about four years old. I danced at this little studio down the street from my house. It was so cute. I had like two rooms and I did probably once or twice a week. Had a ballet slash tap class where it was 30 minutes for tap, 30 minutes for ballet. And that's what I started out doing. I also had incorporated soccer, softball, like I already mentioned, and then eventually stuck with dance. So when I decided to fully stick with dance, I was at another local dance studio for about nine to 10 years, and I pretty much grew up there. A lot of the girls from that studio, I went on to knowing my whole entire life, as well as going to high school with them, being on the dance team with them, and still knowing majority of them all today, which I think is so cool. They are honestly all sisters to me, even if we don't talk all the time, but I know we all follow each other on social media, see one another out. It feels like no time has passed and they will they, they will always be sisters to me. So I was at the studio for about nine to ten years. It was it was great. I had no complaints. I really tried to work hard at the dance studio. I had a lot of great opportunities through them, competing at different places. We danced in the Disneyland Christmas Parade, as well as the stage in California Adventure over by Monsters, Inc. We danced on that stage, I think, like two or three times. We also were in the Placentia Parade and did performances all over in um, the Orange County Fair. I had also performed at for a few years as well. So had a lot of fun there performing at different places and there were there were no complaints there. If you don't know about the dance world or any of that, it is very competitive and continues to grow and just be a really tough industry to work in and be in. Just because I know with all sports, just because you put in all the work do all this extra time and effort and training outside 
of dance or whatever sport it is does not guarantee that you will necessarily be rewarded. I remember I was taking maybe like 10, 12 classes a week at this dance studio. I would be at school all day, eat, and then go be at the studio until super late at night. Go from class to class to class, ballet, and then go right into hip hop next door, and then jazz, and then gymnastics, trying to get all the tricks that I I, I could. And like I said, a lot of the girls, we all did this together. Just because you're in all these classes does not guarantee you'll be in the front of the routine or get the special part. None of that is guaranteed. And being young, it was very hard to realize all of that. Like, I'm putting in all the work, doing way more than than you asked of me, and you still don't notice me. So it was very discouraging as a young girl, and anybody who has gone through something like this, whatever sport you might have been playing or a different experience that you've had in your life. It was definitely a very hard pill to swallow. And as I've grown up and dealing with jobs and all that stuff, it's all about who you know and the connections you have. Because doing all this extra work, but maybe one of the girls was good friends with the teacher and was put in the front or had the special part, you know, it's just how it is. And at that time, I, I did not realize it. And as I'm older, I realized that that's just honestly how it goes. Even though that I was at that studio for the majority of my life, towards the end, it wasn't bad. I just felt like I wasn't growing. I was just getting, you know, not the opportunities as the other girls. And I just felt like the same thing over and over and over. And also, I felt like I would see other studios doing a bunch of other things, growing within the dance industry and the dance world. And I felt like my studio that I was at kind of just stayed the same, was very, I don't want to say conservative, but more family-friendly, quote-unquote, than the other studios that I was looking at. Eventually, after like nine or ten years, I made the tough decision to leave. I wasn't on bad terms or anything, but when you leave a dance studio and you were there for so long... It's not going to be all rainbows, sunshine, and butterflies that you're leaving them for something better. It it is what it is, and I still have no hard feelings. You know, it's been such a long time. So eventually I moved studios. I instantly felt like I grew within like the first like six months that I had been there. I really, really enjoyed it. The instructors were a lot stricter, hard on you which I'll get into that in a second. But I was finally dancing with older girls because at the other studio, I was the older girl, part of the older girl group, but I was I was still so young. This other studio I was dancing with girls that were almost seniors in high school and all of that. So it was very overwhelming walking into that type of situation and trying to be as good as those girls because they did stuff completely different at this dance studio than they did mine. So I definitely had to adjust and I'm like, oh my gosh, I felt like a deer in headlights. What the heck is going on? Finally being able to compete and dance with older girls, I felt like I could finally reach my full potential. I had competed with this new studio for about two years and it was a great opportunity. They definitely, like I said, definitely did things a lot different. I'm not saying that I liked dancing this way, 
But it was definitely more sexual dancing and all that stuff. So that was definitely something that I had to get used to. And they even had like the younger girls doing that. And that was something like I had never really witnessed or experienced. So I felt so awkward being so young and trying to move my body like that. I'm like, okay, I'll do everything else, but not this. Like they even had a heels class and we did like burlesque and stuff like that. So like I said, I was there for about two years and the girls were a lot different there. I'm definitely someone who's very outgoing and I try and make friends even if I'm in awkward, you know, situations. The majority of them had been dancing together for a long time and since I was the new girl coming in, they did not really welcome me with open arms. I would try and talk to them, say stuff, but they weren't trying to be besties with me and, you know, that's okay. I made some other, you know, good friends along the way there that I still talk to. Um, they never said anything like directly mean to me. I always just tried to talk and they just, they just really went into, you know, small talk like that. They were there to dance and we would learn their competition dances and compete. And that was pretty much it. I eventually was still with the studio up until high school. And then I was on the dance team for four years, still took classes at that studio as well as another studio that a lot of girls from the high school dance team were were taking and I honestly felt like my junior year my senior year I was dancing the best I had ever been dancing in my whole entire life definitely feel like all the studios I went to helped me grow as a dancer I honestly love dancing more of a jazz hip-hop dancer I, I love lyrical you know ballet whatever had to do that but um, jazz was definitely my strong suit. I was more of a strong built dancer than more soft and flowy, which is, you know, my personality. People say I'm sensitive and soft, but I don't dance soft, okay? I also just want to say, you know, thank you to all the instructors and girls I met along the way. Wish we were all still dancing together. I miss all those memories we've made. We've had some really good memories dancing at a bunch of different places, competing in Vegas, you know, San Francisco, all these other places, like, I miss traveling and all those experiences. They were just an absolute blast. Dance has definitely helped shape me into the young woman that I am today. It's my passion. It's what I sweat, breathed, lived, all of that in between. Gone through a lot of shit with dance, and that's totally okay. Going to get into that in a second. But like I said, growing up in this industry is definitely hard. And even though I I decided not to continue with it in college, which I really wanted to at CrossFit Fullerton, but I just mentally, physically, emotionally needed a break. And I definitely miss it. Hopefully, once things start to open up, I can get back into a technique class or something any of the girls that I used to dance with want to take a technique class together, please let me know or we will start our own technique class for post-college graduates, girls, you know, like me and like you guys. I would honestly love to do that. What I'm going to get into now is definitely not the brighter part of dance. So I do just want to put in a trigger warning for people if this is going to affect them, you know, negatively, trigger them in any type of way. I'm going to be talking about 
body dysmorphia, things that were said to me directly and things that I've done personally that aren't the best for my body and or mental health. And if that is triggering for you, then please fast forward and or not listen to this part. Wasn't sure if I was going to share all the things that I've gone through, but I know that I'm not alone in all this and what I'm going to say. And I know a lot of young girls are not talking about this. You know, I'm 23 years old. I see, you know, older adults talking about it, but not people my age that are still dealing with it and going through it today. And maybe not realize that things that have happened in their past and childhood are still affecting them today. So I just want to put that in there. So please fast forward if this makes you feel uncomfortable, but I just honestly feel the need to to share these things. I want to start off by saying that in college, towards my last semester, I took a counseling class. I needed about three more credits for my major, and I thought, okay, like counseling would be cool. I've always wanted to go to, you know, try a therapy session or counseling. I know a lot of people in my life that do it, so I thought, okay. Maybe I can learn some techniques that I can use in my own life and relationships that I have with friends, family, or whoever that can hopefully benefit me. One of the approaches that I learned in this counseling class that a therapist might take on their client, um, it is called cognitive behavioral therapy. And cognitive behavioral therapy, in a nutshell, It's pretty much that it focuses on changing the automatic negative thoughts that can contribute to and or worsen emotional difficulties, depression, and anxiety. These negative thoughts have a detrimental influence on our mood, living our day-to-day life, and it goes really deep into past trauma, focuses on childhood events, and realizing how your past can influence and have a major role on how you are today and choosing to live your life. And you might even not realize that your certain automatic negative thoughts are towards something or behind something deeper that that has happened to you in your life. And I found it really eye-opening because at first I thought, I haven't, I've been, you know, pretty lucky Throughout my life, I'm like, nothing major, major, major crazy has ever happened to me to make me the way I am today. Like, no, no. But then we really had, we had to do workbooks and all this other stuff. And it made me really dive deep into my whole childhood. Just try to like run it through my head. Okay, I did dance, I did this, I did that, whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, since dance was 14 years of my life... Let me hone in on that. Let me dive deeper into that. Let me see what I can dig up, quote unquote, and find if there's any past trauma. And the first thing that I remember is when I was seven years old, I was in class. I was with my dance group. We were practicing for a performance and we all had to do a double turn. I was seven years old. Okay. How to practice a double turn. And I just couldn't get it. I kept falling out of it, falling out. And my dance teacher tells me, Lindsay, your turns look like shit and we aren't leaving until you figure this out. And I was the only one that couldn't get it. 
The other, all the other girls were just sitting there watching me fail and fail and fail. I remember crying while I'm trying to do my freaking double turn. And I just remember it just stuck with me forever. And I'm all about, you know, tough love, criticism, all of that. I'm, I'm totally for that, to become stronger. I'm not opposed to that at all, but just the way... She went about it being so young and that was the first time I ever, you know, heard shit. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not okay. I'm shit. Like, this is not okay. I honestly can't believe it stuck with me all these years. I also want to say that growing up in a leotard for 14 years and your body developing as a young woman is honestly horrible. Like, for your mental health. I saw this thing on Instagram the other day of like, some TikTok or whatever it was. And it was talking about a girl was saying how growing up her whole entire life in a leotard is going to F with her mentally. And I'm like, that is so true. And I'll dive deeper into that in a second about the long-term, long-term effects of that. So like I said, growing up in a leotard, you leotard and tights and a slicked back bun, you see every inch of your body. And honestly, and you're standing in front of a mirror, standing in that, those type of clothes, first off, is so hard because, you know, if you ate something, your stomach looks, you know, you're bloated, okay? But the teacher will come up and be like, your, your stomach's hanging out, your stomach's out, suck it in, tuck it in, squeeze your, squeeze your abs, do this, do that. And you're like, oh my gosh, like my stomach looks huge. Standing in, in front of this mirror for an hour you know, within that ballet class or, you know, eight hours a week, if we're talking about all the, all the hours we're standing in front of a mirror, critiquing our body, picking apart every single thing of our body. Even in, even if I was in a leotard or not, like, oh, my leg could be straighter. My toe could be pointed. My arm could look better. This, I could look better. This, this, whatever it is. But something about being in a leotard is horrifying because, you know, TMI, but like we're getting boobs at this point. We can't wear bras with our leotard. It's not professional. We have to have tights with no holes. We have to have a slick back bun with no flyaways. It's just really hard growing up and staring at yourself in a mirror. And you're like, oh my gosh, I kind of have like a little pooch with my stomach and my leotard. I got to suck it in or like put my tights at a certain way on my stomach so it looks like I'm slim. Like honestly, I'm not crazy for doing this because all so many girls, we, we've all done this. And constantly being told like your stomach is out or you look fat or any of that. It's just so hard to hear for so many years. And like I remember one of my teachers like would like come over and like hit your stomach. Suck it in. What are you doing? Can't have your stomach hanging out like that. So at the time I'm like dang okay like gotta suck it in you know. It was just I hate to say like normal. Like looking back now definitely is not normal and you shouldn't be saying that to young girls and even like when I would you know be dancing or doing my solo or whatever like you look like crap what are you even doing you need to stop turn off the music stop you need to figure it out and like I said I'm all for the tough love and criticism but you have to remember I'm some I'm somebody who like takes things very seriously and personally so if you say like one thing to me, it's going to like stick with me. I will never forget. It'll always stick stick with me. 
So when you're that age and that's all you hear for 14 years about your stomach and your body image, oh, your costume doesn't look good on good on you. Or the girl that gets all the parts is super skinny with abs and ripped and she looks so good. You start to believe and think, okay, if I look like that and have the abs and I look a certain way, I'm going to look good in this costume. I'm going to get first place. I'm going to get the lead role. I'm going to get all of this. Because like I said, that's all you hear for 14 years, 24-7. So then it's hard not to believe it. I'm going to admit, I don't know the exact age I was, but I used to take laxatives so I could try and go to the bathroom a lot so I could lose weight and get skinny fast. Like, you don't even know how bad those are for your stomach. Even if you're like constipated and need to go to the bathroom, taking one of those, I feel like I'm going to (laughs) die. Like I got the sweats, like it's just horrible. And I would take them off and on so I could just go to the bathroom and poop it out and get skinny. I would like hide them in my underwear drawer. And I remember my mom found them and had asked me and I had told her. And at the time I really didn't think I was doing anything like that wrong. I was just trying to look good and, you know, be a, be a good dancer I don't know how long I was on them for, but it was like a couple months here and there. And I, like, I felt horrible when I would take them. Like, I felt like shit. Then I would also take fat burner pills, which are also horrible for your body as well and your intestines. And maybe the reason I have so many stomach issues now is because I did those things and they're so damaging to your insides. But honestly, who knows? Took laxatives and fat burner pills to try and get skinny off and on for a while and try and do ab exercises each day to try and get shredded. And I have this picture on my phone where I have like a six pack, four or six pack of abs. But it's like it was so unhealthy. But I thought, oh yeah, I look great. I finally have abs. Abs were everything to me in the you know, having our costumes and we would dance in sports bras and little booty shorts all the time. So it's like you're staring at your stomach every day in a mirror. So it's hard for you not to want it to look the best 24-7. And honestly, I'm, you know, ashamed to say all that, that I did those things. But it's just the reality of it. And I know I'm not the only person doing those things out there in the past or if people are doing, doing it now. And like I said, I felt like if I would do all these things, I would be one of the top girls and become one of them. And I felt like, you know, I was never fat. Net, I was, you know, or like a bigger, I was always like very fit. But I was just so hyper-focused on looking good and looking the best, no matter how unhealthy or damaging to my body it it could have been. And honestly, taking that counseling class, really opened my eyes to the past events that I've been through and I've done to my body, not only with dance. And it was just hard for me to come to terms with negative things that have shaped me into who I am today because it made me realize, okay, well, that's why I still have, you know, body image issues and I'm so focused on how I look 24-7 and how I'm perceived by others And, you know, I'm just don't even want to, you know, wear a bikini or do this or do that. Like, and then I just pick apart my body still. Like, will I ever be satisfied? I don't know. 
but I'm trying to take actionable steps each and every day to, you know, love myself and love my body. And it's definitely a process. And like I said, I didn't realize I was doing anything wrong for 14 years until I was take I took that counseling class a, a year, year and a half ago. And also like with stepping on the scale, I would step on the scale like each and every day. And when if I would take a laxative and I would go to the bathroom, I'd weigh myself right after. I'm like, okay, did I lose anything? 0.2, 0.5, a pound? Like I was just obsessed with the scale. And I'm not going to say that I'm still not obsessed with it. I'm trying to get a better relationship with the scale, with food, with my body, all of that. And the, I'm not trying to go back in the past and bring up all this stuff negative to, n- negatively. I'm just trying to bring it up and say, this is what happened to me. This is what has shaped me into who I am today. And now I'm finally trying to like deal with it. I can like put a face to the name finally. Okay, why do I have all these issues now? that I've been dealing with, you know, since high school and like college and, you know, currently, okay. It has stemmed from, you know, not all of it from dance, but you know, majority of it. I can finally put a face to the name, have a plan of attack to work towards being better and healthier and not being so obsessed with my body image. And I finally like did some more research like last month about body dysmorphic order and for those of you who don't know what that is body dysmorphia is a mental health disorder which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance a flaw that appears minor or can't be seen by others but you might feel so embarrassed ashamed and or anxious that you may avoid many social situations and once again like that's putting a face to the name And I can finally deal and work through all these past events and things that have happened to me. I'm not trying to get sympathy from from anybody. I just want to share my story. There are so many young girls and girls my age and that I've danced with. Like, I know you guys are out there. And please, like, reach out to me because that would, and we can talk more about it. And I'll eventually dive more, you know, if you guys want me to, about my journey with food and self-love, body image, all that, but I just wanted to share how big of a role dance has been in my life and the other issues it has, you know, brought along with. I love dance. Don't get me wrong. It is my passion. Like I said, want to get back to it. I miss it. It made me really happy. And when I graduated from high school, try to find something that made me happy. like, like, like dance. And I want to slowly, I feel like I'm ready to slowly incorporate it back into my life. So that's pretty much been my journey with dance. There's been a lot of good that's come with it and there's been bad and that's okay. I'm not saying this in a bad way at all. Just stating the facts and events that have shaped me into who I am today and that's okay. I'm not perfect. We've all have gone through shit and I'll say I'll say it again. Cognitive behavioral therapy, definitely look into it. We are all on a different journey and path to self-love and acceptance and dealing with things, and that's totally okay. Each day is going to be different. We have good days, we have bad days, and that's totally okay. Dance will always be a part of my life. 
you will always catch me at a bar or at a store or at work dancing. I just love it. And especially when I'm out and about and I hear a song, I know you guys will know and I know my friends will know this as well as other dancers. You hear a song and you go, oh my gosh, I did a dance to this song. And you just start breaking out the, the, breaking out the dance. Like it, it's just in your blood at that point when you've done the routine and heard that song a million times. You just, I mean, I feel like I just have to instantly start dancing. So like I said, I, I love it and it is what it is. The past is in the past and we just have to keep moving forward and growing and, and learning. But if you guys ever want to, you know, come dance with me or do whatever, I'm all for it. Or if you see me out at the bar, come dance. Like, I just, I just love it so much. It, it genuinely makes me really happy. I just also just want to end this note. Once again, thank you guys for listening to my journey with dance and everything that has come along, come along with it. It's definitely hard to share and kind of embarrassing and uncomfortable for probably some people to hear it, but my main focus is to help at least one person and say, hey, even though I didn't grow up, you know, dancing, I still, I deal with this stuff and that's okay. I'm not trying to say we should, you know, normalize all the things that have happened, but we should normalize talking about it and not being so hard or bad subject to, to talk about. If this is something that has happened to you in your life, you should be able to talk about it. It's your life and nobody nobody else's, so who cares? That's how I feel about it. I'm always here if anybody ever wants to talk, talk about any past trauma or anything that, that has happened to them in their life. I'm so struggling. Like I said, I'm just taking it one day at a time right now. That has been my motto for 2021 one day at a time. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So please let me know your feedback. I appreciate, you know, all the love and support as well as criticism or what I can do better. I am open to all of that. So just please don't hesitate to reach out. Let's be friends. Let's talk. Let's hang out. And please continue to follow the Instagram account at thehealthy.hangover, as well as my Instagram account, at Lindsay with two E's and three Y's for more updates. Thank you guys so much. I know I'll be talking to you guys very soon. Bye, guys. Have a great rest of your day.